This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen jones For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to the Four All Nerds. Show ah! the voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. Mm-hmm. And as always, back in the captain's chair, it's your boy DJ Ben. I mean, Howard University Zone, <laughs> aka Halal Jordan, Cal L Bundy. Black the King Kirby, Quentin Quarantino, Light Worker Gami, <laughs> Buzz Ouchie, Method Man Splaining. I'm here. I got a million AKAs, so I'm going to yes. cut it short and introduce my co host. Yes, Tatiana King, also Howard <laughs> University Zone, AKA the Ting of the North, Flex Luthor. Gin and Juice Urso, mm. Lambo Calrissian, and mm. the Lord of Lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you see, folks, you know, I know a lot of people out there have been asking a lot of questions. It's like John Wick, you know, they keep asking <laughs> me in my back. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> yes, yes, we are back. Uh, we took... Some time off uh, to have the main fan show on hiatus as we had. We, I think we mentioned before that we were retooling some of the approach of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see that in the next coming uh, weeks. But we did want to come back before we completed that because we there's so much to talk to you all about. And uh, I mean, there's so much that has happened and we're going to get into everything specifically. But we really felt it was time to just address all of the changes and all of the the news that has transpired in the last few months. Yes, for real. And it's been, you know, a trying couple of months for a lot of people. I know, especially since we've been gone, a lot of people really love listening to us week after week. And even though we've been hitting y'all with the views from the 616 consistently, consistently. make sure if you haven't checked that out, check that out because we review pretty much every 
Marvel production down the line. <laughs> I need my check. That's all I did at this point. I need my check, bro. It's been a lot, you know, but we understand that people also just love the foil nerds, love hearing the rapport between me and Tatiana, just talking mm-hmm. about whatever and whenever. So, you know, we came back with this special episode because there's been a lot going on and it's a lot of things that I just personally want to talk to people about. And I think it also has to do with why we've taken our hiatus because one of the things that I've been thinking a lot lately about and this last year and just, you know, I guess even the last few years, because like my mother's birthday is coming up. My mother's birthday mm-hmm. is September 11th. My mother passed away uh, a little over two years ago now. And, you know, that's been like, you want to talk about like, you know, going from a sacred timeline to like a multiverse of madness is, you know, one way I can describe it. It's been just a complete reevaluation of everything in my life. And so a lot of the things I think about are like, what am I doing with my life? And what will my legacy be when, you know, I'm gone? And how will people remember me? And so I've been working at, you know, being a better person in my own eyes and just doing better and just feeling like I'm more of a happy and loving and giving person, you know, outwardly. So people don't feel like, oh, Ben's angry about this or Ben's always angry about that. And Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it also just makes me think about like even what we do at the show because sometimes I sit around I'm like damn I don't want to just yo I've reviewed a bunch of movies you know like that's my legacy you know I talked about a bunch of TV shows you know like and I know that I've already done a lot of things that are like you know forever like shout out you know for all nerds is for forever you know this is a monumental thing that we've created here you know the combat jet show. You know, rest in peace to Reggie Osei. It's just a legendary thing. You know, I've done DJing. I've done this. You know, I'm a Howard University graduate. You know, I know we've touched a lot of people with this show. I know a lot of people always hit us up on email. I mean, not a lot, like, where it's like, oh, yeah. You know, but I mean, people will write emails to us, you know, messages and just really explain to us what the show means to them, what we mean to them. And that's mind-blowing to me. I've met people on the street. You know, I've met fans and friends of the show. You know, the fan fam in the street at conventions. Hey, we got something big coming up for a convention, speaking of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these type of things mean a lot to me. And they, I know this is important. But at the same time, I also wonder, you know, what am I doing? And what are we doing? And is this a worthwhile endeavor to put so much time into? Mm-hmm. Well, if that was a question, I will, for me, I'm answering that it is a worthwhile endeavor and it's been a worthwhile endeavor for so long, particularly because it has really steered my life in the direction that, that I both wanted it to go in and also had no idea I wanted it to go in. And it's been nothing but blessings. The, the stressors and the, the, the negativity has been all that has been outweighed by all of the blessings that we've received because of this show. You mentioned people, just even, even the aspect of us helping people, right? That for me, that is huge. That's monumental. Cause to me, legacy means you help others legacy or part of what to me, what legacy means is you helping others. You are uplifting others. You are helping others to advance or succeed or build. And to be able to have this show and our multiple shows and all the other things we do where we are putting good into the world, where we are putting creativity into the world, where we are putting difference of thought into the world in a way that helps people in some way, shape, or form, that's monumental to me. So I would say just even on that level, I've I've always felt like 
all of that, the, the, the negative stuff gets completely outweighed by, by all of the great things about what we're doing. And also, as I mentioned, like it, the opportunities the show has given us, like we've talked to so many different creators, indie established creators, actors, writers, like, like ev- everything in within entertainment and fandom and, and all the different industries and arts that you could think of. We've spoken to them and a lot of them we've befriended and, to be able to have that unique experience that I know I wouldn't never have gotten any other way. Like I, I don't want to know what the other timeline was, right? Like this is my sacred timeline. And we've, we've run through a variety of Nexus events that completely changed the course of this show. I mean, we used to be called fan bro show for one. And that name change really did open up a lot of doors for us. And, 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 and it was really about letting people know, like, we're more than just a name, right? And the name didn't define who we were. Like, this is more definitive of what we are, of what we strive to be, of what we are doing in the world. And, and, and of course, and we make it very plain, like, well, we black. We, we, talk, we talk for the people of color. We give the mic to the people of color. We, we uplift the platform. We make it known that we are in this space. We are in the space of fandom. We are important to this space. We are important to entertainment. We're important to pop culture and geek culture and at the end of the day for me like i've just been very happy um yeah i have the same times where i'm like oh i don't know if i feel like recording today or oh i'm not into this but i i I just feel like yo all of the the great things that have occurred because we keep driving keep pushing forward are because that we stick with it and and the consistency of it and obviously because of the support of the fan fam that means everything. The fact that we have a successful Patreon going and growing. The fact that y'all fuck with us so heavy. Y'all buy the merch. And I, that's what I'm telling you. Like, it really matters that y'all put us and uplift us as well. And, and this, the way you support us, the one you all are tweeting at us and tagging us on pictures and photos and conversations with us and joining the Twitch and sharing us with others. Like, those are my favorite tweets to see, for example. When everyone's like, yo... Like if someone asks, oh, I- I'm trying to find a podcast about Marvel, but from black people or whatever, or people of color, or whatever. And ultimately, I've I've seen it happen nine times out of ten. Someone says, yo, you should check out Four All Nerds. Yo, you should check out Views from the Six. Or they or they at me or Ben. And it's it's just phenomenal because you to have that recognition, that's my that's that's also what I view legacy is as part of my definition of legacy, that recognition and that understanding. And that's why it's like so important that. And I, and I just take that with so much humble energy and, and appreciation. It's like, we are making a difference in the world. Mm. Well, I think, you know, that, that helps me a lot. And, you know, let it be known, like I say, this show, I miss it. Like, as soon as we started, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, we back again. Here it <laughs> is. Excited, you know? right? Yeah. And it just feels good, you know, talking to you, knowing that we're reaching people, knowing that people are listening, knowing that people have been asking for this. And now they're getting it. That all makes me feel hype. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, we're about to talk about this Matrix trailer. You know, we can talk about Shang-Chi, all this stuff. And so I get it. You know, I think it's just what what we've been talking about is like, do we also, do we need to change the format of the show? Because do we need to make it more specific where we're diving into these deep dive topics? Or do people just want us, hear us talk, you know, the shit? And sometimes I feel like I don't want to just talk the shit. You know, I yeah, think that's yeah, what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. I think that's where my issue, or not issue, is my conundrum, my, you know. Yeah. yeah and and just to give everyone a more specific glimpse, the conundrum is also particularly about our growth, right? Like, mm. we 
we talked like we Ben Amin and I just made some comments about what we see as legacy. And a lot of that requires more viewers, more mm-hmm. listeners, more mainstream uh, acceptance, if you will. And the way you do that is you have to iterate. You have to. I mean, nothing really should remain static. Right. I mean, really nothing in this world remains static. If you are to grow with society, if you are to grow with life, you have to also grow and change as as necessary. And that's why. Even the, sh- the show is not nowhere near the way it was six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't nowhere near ways when I joined versus when Ben was there. And uh, like everything. I mean, that was like changed. five episodes after we started. Right. But still, <laughs> like it, even then, even in that five episode, there was a it was a quick shift. Like, OK, there's two yeah. women on here. We got to approach things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like that. I That idea of change is absolutely necessary. And so that's why. Uh, to, to, to kind of tie that back in what I'm saying, that's another reason why we are thinking about how to shift the show around because we want to make sure that we are getting more people. We love the fan fan. We love the choir, but we have to expand the choir. The choir got to get bigger. And yeah. for us to be able to, to do more opportunities, like if y'all want to see us on TV, if y'all want to see us with our own show elsewhere, yes, we got a show coming up. It was It's a completely different show. But my thing, if you want to see, for example, you want to see fan show come, become as big as IGN or any of these other places, and that's, that's like a dream of mine, we need that. We need additional support outside of the, the general fan bubble. So that's why we talk about things like how do we, how do we potentially rearrange the show? How do we approach it? You know, mm-hmm. right now it's kind of a variety show and that's kind of, that's cool, but it's like, all right, we're speaking to the same 5,000 people. All right, where do we get the interest of growth? But also how do we do that and stay true to who we are and what there we're doing? There it is. Yeah, because that's my thing. I always say that, and we talked about it before on the show, I believe the revolution starts small. And I believe that if you want to change the world, you change one person. You don't try and change a million people. When you're trying to change a million people, you're going to be trying to reach a million people. And that's just too spread too out much. of a message. I, yeah. we're, we're, we is one thing. We're not trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah. Like, I think that's a futile search <laughs> or a futile mission to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to be true to yourself. So that's yep. not what we're trying to do here. However, we are trying to bring more people into the mix. So... Um, for example, our view show has been exponentially more popular because it's very precise about what we talk about and what we mm-hmm. do. And that is easily followable by even people who have no idea who a fan show is. They know what views from the sixes, six one sixes. Like they know what they, they, they get it. They understand. And once they, they get a taste of it, it's like, oh, we got to keep going. Mm-hmm. So we want to do something similar to this main show where it's like it's more. Um, I even inviting for people like, yeah. okay, I get what they're doing. Let me listen more. Yep, there it is. But since we are speaking about legacy and life and everything, we have to take a second and pay tribute, respect, love, everything. I mean, this is like it, you know, just keeps doing. Like it's been a lot. Yeah. You know, like I say, since my mother passed, I feel like things just ain't been right. You know, like Tell me about it. Yeah, Prince. Kobe, I mean, you know, I, I only, I mean, every rapper, Bismarcky, like everybody that's just been, it's been a lot. And sadly, Michael K. Williams, you know, like, yeah, he passed. The legend. Uh, it was a shocker. It's still shocking to me. I, I still can't quite believe it. Not because I had a one on one personal relationship with him, but because in, 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 Maybe not in reality I did, but in some way I felt like I did. 
Yeah. And you feel like you did, you know, for, for someone who's just really more of an entertainer, for someone who's a teacher, and for someone who has shared their spirit and energy in the arts in a really ground-shifting type of way. Like, when you look back, like, we had already said that about his, his for example, his... Um, how he played Montrose on Lovecraft Country. Mm. And when you when we even went back to watch those episodes and really analyzed him as a person, especially right before we interviewed him, because we interviewed him last year, like October of, or so of last year. When we really went back, and when I really went back and, and just studied him, it was just like, my God. Like, the stories this man is... is, is not just the stories he's portraying, but the, but the things that he's teaching you as a viewer, as, as someone who can relate to him, as anything. And the, the facets and layer of his spirit were so strong and the people he's touched have been vast. So that's why I just, it was really hard when I heard it and I just couldn't believe it. And it's just like, he was, and you know how everyone feels that way, but you're like, yo, he was just here. Mm-hmm. Or I just spoke to him or, or whatever. That's how I felt when Chadwick died. Like, it was just a few months ago that we had just spoken to him. I had yep. just touched him in person and hugged him. And then he's gone. But one of the things I always say is, especially with people, I mean, everyone, but especially with people that as, as impactful as that, you got to remember their spirit remains. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I firmly believe that their spirit remains, their legacy remains. And, he, and Michael had touched so much that there's no way you can continue life without him being in there somewhere or his influence being there somewhere. The people who have come up or coming up now as actors, the new folks, like they, like he influenced them. He influenced the, 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 the current actors. Right. And I mean, I'm just happy that he also had been receiving his flowers even up through this point, because we always say that give people their flowers while they're here. Yeah, like speaking of that conversation that we had with him, I, I'm very happy that we did get to have that because I don't know him personally either. I've met him before that through uh, my friend Aisha Hines. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's my people's. I've known her since, you know, before she became the superstar that she is now. Have you ever seen him around in BK? Because he stayed in Yes, BK. that's what I'm saying. I, like, I, I, I in met the streets. Her, <laughs> yeah, in the streets. I met him with Aisha one day at Sugar Hill. We We talked about it either in the interview or before we started actually doing the interview itself. But I told him about that. I was like, yo, we met over at Sugar Hill with Aisha. And he was like, oh, yeah, Sugar Hill. I was always, you know, Sugar Hill's this little spot right over there. They got a little outdoor. It's old school bar, you know, right down Mm -hmm. the street in Bed-Stuy. So, yeah, I'd seen him in the streets there. And I'd seen him somewhere else before that. You know, I can't remember. But, like, I grew up with dude. Like, that's the thing. Like, Omar was one of them characters that changed my life. And I think he did that for a lot of black men because... To see a homosexual character portrayed like that, where you couldn't, you know, you, you there was no, you know, Omar was just one of the most complete characters ever created for television. And it just changed people's views because you couldn't be like, yo, that dude's a sissy. Like, no, nah, Omar's the hardest out. You know, like, Omar is a real dude. And you felt him. Like, when his lover gets killed, it's like heartbreaking, you know? And so for a lot of black men who grew up, with these ideas of masculinity and stuff, this was like revolutionary shit because this allowed you to view, you know, homosexuals different. Like it was like, wow, okay, I'm not just going to look at this some like some other, you know, this is a man I can relate to. This is a character I can relate to. 
And this is a person. This is a human being. And that's what he did with Omar. And for that to be his first role, like first major role like that, you know, to come from the world of dancing and then to come into acting with this complete ability mm -hmm. to create a character like that. Yeah. You know, like I, I got to, I think I told him this. I swear to God, I, I've, I've, I've not been able to go back and rewatch the interview. I'm going to do it soon. Uh, someone even emailed us and they said that they went to watch it and they talked about how, you know, they felt like he would say he was a friend of ours. And I don't know, you know, I know we usually have a great connection with people and it's mm -hmm. usually when I get to see them again or we get to see them again. And then we're like, oh shit. Cause they're all like, yo, Ben, Tatiana, what's good for mm -hmm. all nerds? Mm -hmm. We're like, oh shit, these motherfuckers you remember who we us? are. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah, we, we, you know, da, 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 da. and so, but we never got to have that chance for them because we didn't get to see him again after we talked. And so, I know he had a great. I remember, the, you know, him telling his publicist everything about how he had a great time. But there's this moment, like I, I rewatched The Wire. Um, this is like, you know, I don't know, ten years ago. I rewatched the whole series. And I'm sitting there watching it, and when Omar gets killed, spoiler for anyone who ain't seen it, Omar does not make it through the end of it. <laughs> um, this episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. He gets killed, and I rewound that shit. Like, I rewound the DVD. I was like, nah, man. You know, like, if I just rewind this shit, something, you know, it'll magically change. You know, Omar ain't going to get killed like that. He's going to live forever. Because that's just what that character meant to me and what, it, you know, and how powerful it was. Even though I'd already seen the series. I already knew Omar gets it. And so I think I got to tell him that when we talk about giving people roses, you know, I swear we told him that on the show, but I'm Oh just, yeah, we, we definitely did. If, if, yeah. I believe we said it live on the show. I know we said it for sure yeah. um, before we even record, before and after we recorded. Yeah, because so. Omar was just something else to me than Chalky White to Montrose to all the roles that I've never even seen him in. Yeah. But yeah, Omar, Chalky, Montrose, those are just, in, you know, the, the ability to show the vulnerability of black men. While and, and, remaining and, and the yeah. vulnerability of black men, the f different facets of black men, the fact yeah. that he was a queer black man that had that, like, to to be able to help represent, like that, that it's it's just as we said, Ben, like that aspect of legacy can mean so many different things. But when I say Michael K. Williams has left behind a beautiful legacy, he absolutely mm -hmm. has. And then I just know for him, he would like. I think that's my issue. It's like no matter what you do, you always feel like you could do more. And I know for him, he, and for me, knowing, you know, just the man was just 54. Like, I'm like, damn it, man. Yeah. He could, you know, like, he don't get to be like the 65 year old school grandfather yeah. in some movie. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. old retired gangster in some movie, you know, like the, the, the patriarch of a huge family in some other joint. Like, I mean, that's what, um, I believe Roy Wood Jr., he tweeted that, that, he wishes 
that more of our black luminaries, yeah, Roy Wood Jr., that more of our black luminaries reach old age. Mm-hmm. So, and for like, for one reason, one of the reasons you just mentioned, just the fact that it's just like, it feels unfair. Like, we want you to be able to make it to that point so you can be the elder statesman um, and, and you know, continue to, at, even at that point, still building a legacy and still mm-hmm. being influential and still, as you say, doing these roles and, and still just being out there putting giving your creative output and just being alive you know and getting to bless people with your presence like your friends or family you know Mm -hmm. f all of us and you know the greedy people who want more from people it's like like people are always demanding an andre album you know i'm just happy andre is somewhere out there living his best life like alive right yeah Yeah, that man's already given me you know all the great words i ever need from him like if he ever decides to put out more music i'll be happy but i'm just happy he's alive you know, that's what I mean. I just want people to be alive and to be able to be here. And so when people be like, yo, Andre, can you put out an album? And that man can be like, ah, they still love me. You know, <laughs> like that's just great. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, it's, it was very tough, but absolutely rest in power and paradise. Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams and everybody that we've lost over the last year and we lost within the last few months that this show has been a hiatus. Like we, we love you all and miss you. Man, Biz Marquis, like, you know. That's like, and that's like my peoples, you know. I know Biz, I know Biz yeah. from DC. And, Everybody uh, in DC knows Biz. And, and like. this is entertainment on the other side, but rest in peace to Greg Leaks. Uh, Nene mm. Leaks has been like, for those who've, who've watched the shows, I'm one of them who've, who've always been into Housewives and all that stuff. Like, his death was very hard too because he's just a guy that everyone enjoyed, everyone mm. loved. And, and that's when it's the hardest, right? When it's, even though they're, they're not yours per se, like, so to speak. They they still feel like family. They still like feel like they're part of your experience in life. And when they pass, it's just like, damn. Yeah, like you were, you know, you're a little younger, so I guess you missed the days when business running the clubs in DC. No, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh okay. yeah, there was a minute, like I'd say late two thousands, you know, mid two thousands, where Biz was like, you know, as far as DJ and Biz was killing it, you know, and he was amazing because Biz was the type who would play like, you know. Um, every theme song from every TV show <laughs> and rock it, you know, have everybody singing along to all them joints and then go through all the old school distro, go through all the art. You know, he was a great DJ. And so, yeah, it's more than just like, you know, as he was an entertainer, he was just everything. And he was just a great human being, a great person to be around. And he was a super fucking geek. And we never got to have him on this show. And he was like a just blaze level of geek. Like, mm. Everything you know, he at one point, him and another DJ, or uh, maybe it's like two other people, they own a house that just had records and toys in it because that's how much shit this man has. <laughs> like, he was you know, one of the kings, man. So, like, yeah, from for all nerds, rest in peace, Biz Marquis, rest in peace to everybody you know, we've lost blessings to all y'all. Thank y'all for being here, thank y'all for being back with us. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from the show. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lohr. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For For All All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. 
Hey everybody, this is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asando. And when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the For All Nerds Show. Man, it's been a while since I could say that. But yes, we are back. Thank you all for being here. As always, make sure you check us out. If you want to be one of the few, the proud, the many, the millions, and millions, go to patreon.com slash for all nerds and join the fan fam for the price of a cup of coffee per month. You know, just one. I mean, actually less because Starbucks is hitting <laughs> you for like four or five dollars. You can get on the fan fam for even less than that. And you get exclusive benefits. You're supporting us. You're helping us out on this mission to bring geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color to the world. So do it right now. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. And if you're one of those few proud over there, you know, it has been a while for this as well. But we're back with one of my favorite segments, the Geekwently Asked Questions. The Guac is extra. extra. And yes, if you're on the Patreon.com slash For All Nerds, you can ask a question. You can ask anything. But for everybody else, hit us up anytime, anyplace. Hit us, contact at ForAllNerds.com. Hit us on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, at ForAllNerds, and ask us questions. Because we're back. Well, right now. We don't know. We don't know when the next episode will be. <laughs> right. So <laughs> but, I was like, don't promise anything. But just send us the questions and you know, we'll get to them sooner than later. I promise. Okay. You know? Yeah, we we gonna be back. Don't worry about that. We gonna but make it. We gonna make it. You know what I mean? It's it's gonna be all right. <laughs> but what do we have up first? All and right, last for- tonight. <laughs> first Grand up- opening. Grand closing. First guac question comes from Rob J, aka Bucky Barnes Mechanical Arm. Rob J writes, What anime, if any, have you been watching lately? I have been catching up on um almost like full metal accidents. No, sir. I have been catching up on My Hero Academia, uh, the current season, as well as the second season of Beastars. Ben, I mean, did you watch B-Stars at all? I did not finish the first season. You I did not finish. know the second Is season there a reason why? Now, that's the question. Is the reason why you didn't finish? Was it too weird for you? No, did I thought it, it was fucking incredible. I just, <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I have this thing it's with animation. Incredible. Yeah, it's it's stupid incredible on every level. There's nothing, you know, that I can say about it. I just have this thing with animation. Like, one, two, three episodes, at a, and after a while, I'm like, I need to see some real people. I don't know what it is, you know? Is it animation in general or anime? Yes. No, it's animation. Like it, like it took me forever 
to watch Clone Wars, you know, Rebels. Ah, right. uh, see, I grew up on animation. So it took, I did me, too. it took me, to this day, it took and takes me forever to do things like read the comic books, especially if there's, if it's, if there's oh, an no. animation with yeah. it. Like, like I am an animated slash animation person. Me too. I don't. I don't know what it Are is. Are you though? You just said it, it's hard for you to keep going, I, and you but have see, to be a real person. I don't need to see no real niggas in life. I could just watch fucking anime, animation stuff all day and be good. I think it just has to be. I'm like when I get in the mood. Like I'm going to once again before the Cowboy Bebop live animation comes out. I'm going to once again try and you know make my way through it because that shit I just find extremely boring. You know, keep it a buck. I don't, you know, like, I think the animation is great. I know, I know. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I find Cowboy Bebop to be boring at times. I've always found it to be boring at certain episodes. I was just like, all right, I don't really care. But I also recognize it for what it is. Yeah. And I love Beastars. And I wanted to get back into it. I I probably just got distracted. You know, it's a lot of good TV out there right now. That's the thing. That's the other thing. There's so much good TV right now. Like, right now, I'm halfway through the flight attendant. And I got to get back to that. But that shit broke my heart, so I don't even want to go back to that shit. <laughs> so you're heartbroken. Yeah. Are, are you afraid to get your heart broke? Yeah, Rebels broke my heart. I have three episodes left of Rebels. It's been like three months, I think, since it broke my heart. And I just have not been able to go back because it broke my heart. So mm. I've been like, ah, I know. And like, ain't no way to save my heart at this point. I, I know there should be some resolution in those last three episodes. But they, you know, they did what they did, and it was so well done. It was so incredible, but it broke my heart. So I just, I've been like, hmm. you know, I've been like, ah, you know, yeah. what's the point? Like, I know yeah. the last three episodes are gonna be great. I've also been watching God of High School. That I have to watch when I'm not like dead tired because I keep falling asleep and having to restart the episode. But God of High School is pretty cool as well. Basic fighting type, fighting type anime. Um, and I've, B-Stars, the, the anthropomorphic um, characters that are based on animals, really like carnivores versus herbivores situation. And then My Hero Academia, which is essentially in, with, throughout the world, like 98% of society has superpowers and the implications yeah. of that. Great show as well. Loved the first season and then I never went back. You got you to gotta get on it then. I mean, but then again, you, that's another thing everyone has to remember, like, a lot of times we get so many requests to watch and 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 review things. I mean, we we honestly we get unlimited requests for that. And the only problem is we don't have a limited RAM in our heads, and we don't. Yeah. Have, I mean, contrary to popular belief for science, we don't have the unlimited capacity to keep going and doing all of these and doing reviews for everything. Simply because it takes time, as y'all know. We really put our foot in it when it comes to our reviews, when it comes to our interviews, mm-hmm. everything. So imagine that level of effort, like. A show that you all hear within 30 minutes to an hour, it takes days of prep. So Im- literally, like mm-hmm. it's with views, days of prep. So imagine like if we just have to keep adding on shows over and over again, which is why with the help of the fan fan, we can do things like expand the For All Nerds umbrella, which means bringing in more people with us, which means more opportunities for a review, which means more personalities like myself and Ben Hameen on the For All Nerds umbrella. Could you imagine, could you imagine a For All Nerds network where you have multiple editors and reviewers that are doing and talking about different things from the perspective of people of color? That's the goal. That's oh. the goal. That's why we need your support, y'all. So serious, man. All right, what's the next question? The next one is from Patreon, comes from Sean 
M-S-L. I don't want to say your full name just to give you some privacy, but Sean. Sean wrote, hey, y'all, I hope you're doing well. I had a two-fold question after seeing Black Widow and Disney+. Plus. It's been bothering me. One, is Nat's body at the grave site and who put it there? <laughs> I guess that's one Haw- and two. I guess that's one and two. Hawkeye didn't bring it back from Vormir. Maybe Cat brought it back when he put all the stones back. Interesting to see what your take is on this. Have a great day. How, um, do, we know, how do we know Hawkeye didn't bring it back? Oh, because he woke he up never in the... Brought, he never... He, he woke every, up in the ocean. Vormir happened, Vormir left. Like, like there was no... Nobody did anything in Vormir. Like, I didn't see nobody talking about they brought her body back. Yeah, but you don't... I mean, that's not something you say on screen. Oh, yeah, guess what? In the back of the Queen jet, I got Nat's body. You I know, mean, no. why not? No. Just, you know, okay. that's just... That's grimy. Like, that's really, no, like... No, body back. The body in the trunk back there. Yeah, that's, like, that's just really disturbing, you know? Like, well, that's unnecessary. it wasn't disturbing that she jumped off the roof Yeah, because... so you don't, want, you don't want to add on to that. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'm so fucked up in my head. I was just like, you know, the ledge she jumped off looked like Mufasa's ledge when, you know, on Lion King. <laughs> okay. When he, got ran, when he got ran over by a pack of wildebeests. Oh, my God. Still... Um, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yep, yeah, yeah. Been on right me. Rolls, the rolls um, every time, dog. I cry laughing every time. I'm sorry. N- n- you cry laughing at Mufasa's death? Yeah, that's just. It's, that's it's, not funny, man. It's I, not, I'm still traumatized. I know it. One, it's I saw it when I was older, so I, you know, it didn't hit me like that. No, I was and, a child. Yeah, I know. Well, I understand. But as so. when I when when you're older and you hear the name wildebeest, it's just too funny to me. You know, like. Ben. You got ran over by some wildebeest. Ben! All right. So that's sorry. We, we took a short detour. Wildebeest. Like. Nat's body. Is Nat's body the greatest? I don't think it is. For example, here's a better question. Does it matter? Because yeah. <laughs> Facts. you can put a tombstone down for anybody. The body don't need to be there. But yeah. that's still the site where you go potentially to grieve for them. Yeah. What about people in war where they can't, their bodies can't be retrieved? Or maybe there's nothing to retrieve. Like you still maybe want something to represent at the grave or whatever it is. So for me, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to dismiss your question. It's just like, what are the, impl- here's a better question. What are the implications if it is Nat's body and who put it there? What changes? What in the timeline changes? And anything material change, whether or not her body's there. And that's unfortunately the way I think about a lot of life. What is the material implications? If there are none, does it really matter? Well, one interesting thing that I've been thinking about a lot because I've been working on this TikTok. Uh, shout out to everybody following us on TikTok. TikTok yes. For All Nerds. You already know the name. Make sure you go over to TikTok and follow us for All Nerds. Over we already there. have multiple TikToks up there. Yes. And I'm working on one describing, explaining the MCU timeline up to this point as I see it. And there's a few inconsistencies, especially. There's mad inconsistencies. But it's a lot more than I realized with Cap bringing things back. That his like, whole his whole shit is fucked up. His whole shit is like ta- Terminator very levels. Impossible. His everything about what Cap did is on Terminator levels of just this. Don't make no sense. This is this this these uh, could be plot holes. But see, Terminator. That's the thing. Terminator one and two are they don't really have a lot of plot holes. Terminator one and two taken together. I'm works. talking about. Oh, after that, it becomes thing. a hot mess because yeah. there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, too many cooks. But yeah, um, <laughs> when it's with Cap bringing the Cap bringing the stuff back makes it really hard. Except for the idea that the variants are just being clipped off. But here's a question that I have for you, really quick, and uh, to that, right? When Loki vanishes with the cosmic cube, uh-huh. 
uh-huh. and the TVA comes along and erases that variant, does that mean that that never happens? Like Loki never. They never even, erased that variant. That variant. They, the they variant. didn't. I know they still that dude, but they that, did. That dude's a dude that we we followed the yes, show with. But they did erase the you know the Mongolian timeline. The timeline the itself. Timeline. Yes. So does that mean that what the fuck happened to the cosmic cube, basically? Because they took it from him. Yes. And put it in the drawer with the rest of the bullshit. Yes. So then how does it ever get back to where it's supposed to go? There are multiple versions of the comic cube within multiple timelines. But the in this in our normal Avengers <laughs> timeline, the cosmic cube went to Asgard and then not- ends up. Wait, let me just finish. Then that ends up with Loki. And then gets got by Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. So how does it ever get to that if Loki vanishes with it? My resolution of that was that this is just a, yet another branching timeline off of that timeline that you just did. So when Loki vanishes, that doesn't actually happen, is what you're telling me? Loki not, in actually, sacred, not in the yeah, sacred timeline? Not in the sacred timeline, no. Not in the sacred timeline. But in the movie we saw, that was in the sacred timeline, and he the vanished. The movie we saw was in the sacred timeline. And he vanished. Nigga, I don't have a question answer for you. Like, <laughs> shit is all over the place. I just, like, I don't. Dog, I've been working on my grass. I'm over here looking like a maniac because of some I of this know. shit like that. You haven't, you're trying to draw your red lines between yeah, all the and clues like... and stuff. The thing is, the only way I've been reconciling this in my mind is d- diverging, branching timelines. Like, I'm anytime someone says, well, what are the, I'm like, oh, that was a different timeline. Because there's no other explanation that makes sense in logic context. In the context of a 3D being that only understands 3D space and not 4D and higher, this is the best way I can uncomplicate it for myself. So basically, that didn't happen, what we saw it in the movie. It didn't happen in that timeline. That did not happen because the TVA did their job and it didn't happen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want to retroactively apply it, and that's the other thing. Are we going to sit here now retroactively apply the TVA to to everything, to every MCU thing we've ever seen. Because then if that's the case, then that really fucks shit up. But yes, Ben, that's how I'm going to answer that question. I'm just going with in-game. That's all I'm worried about right now. And <laughs> in-game, that's, from my graph, that's all that's throwing me off. Like the Cap stuff, I'm like, okay, he goes back. Somehow Cap he managed. Up everything. It should have did none of that shit. But somehow he Period. puts everything back without changing anything somehow. And somehow fine. the TVA says, or, or Kang says, that's okay. Yes, fine. Right, right. But that Loki right. stuff just throws me off because it's like that cube has to go to get to Thanos to eventually get destroyed. You know, I, like I, I really believe there's just multiple versions. Just like there were multiple stones, there were multiple doodads in that yeah. in that drawer. It just got to be multiple versions. That's the only thing that explains it. And also, <sighs> at the end of the day, 
none of that shit matters because you see how that shit was trinkets, paperweights in that in that drawer of the yeah. assistant within a TVA. And the grand scheme of the universe of time and space, them things don't mean shit. No, I get that. But it did matter to it being in Loki's hand so Thanos can kill Loki and take it. It sure did. <laughs> that mattered. But yeah, in our in our sacred timeline, Loki can't disappear because he doesn't disappear because he goes on to be in Dark World and he goes on to be killed by Thanos and yeah. all this other stuff. All right, let's move on to something <laughs> a little less complicated because people have been asking us about this as well. Thank you for everyone who already peeped our no spoilers, no uh, well preview. first yeah first. Thank yeah. you for your guac questions. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the true. end of guac. If you have yeah. a guac question, and again, we will let you all know when this main show will be back. But in the meantime, we still want your questions. So hit mm-hmm. us up, contact at foralnerds.com. If you are part of the Patreon fan fam, you get guaranteed questions. So just send us a message, patreon.com slash foralnerds. And you can always hit us up on our socials at foralnerds. And continue, Ben Amin. Thank you. Yes, a little something a little less complicated. Because we already did do a no spoilers preview review of Shane Chi, The Legend of the the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings. The Ten Rings with Ron Solo and Laura Siricool. Thank you both for joining me on that. That was, you know, fantastic. Love the different Mm -hmm. perspectives. I love the interview. I love Laura. I love Ron. I love the, as you said, I love the perspective. I love the the points that they kept bringing up that like, mm-hmm. again, just unique to an Asian American experience and unique to different aspects of Asian culture. Like I yes. really enjoyed that interview. I really, well, that chat you all had, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I learned so much from that, you know, so thank you both for joining us, but we have yet to really talk about it. Spoilerific. I'll be honest. There's not much more that I can say. I definitely want to hear how you feel about the film. Yeah. Like without me, like, cause I, I still don't want to spoil certain things. And that's fine. Like, and I loved it all. I thought the movie's I, fucking great. I, I already, I went into this, and I had said this like a year prior, but I had went in this believing Shang-Chi was going to be just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, there ain't, there ain't no way, boy. There ain't no way it's not going to be amazing. And it it, it exceeded my expectations. Mm. It's an absolute top-tier MCU movie, especially when it comes to character introductions. Mm-hmm. We've seen character introductions that have been lukewarm, We've seen the ones that have been amazing. Like, like this is one of the top tier ones. This is, and it annoys it annoys me, but I also understand why I kept coming up about people making the comparisons with Black Panther and how this is the the Asian approach mm-hmm. to Black Panther. Like, on a very basic, you know, linear level, you can say that, right? This is the intro movie for that character where the majority of the writers and creators and everything behind it and the cast itself are of Asian descent of of, of you know of some point. And then with Black Panther, you had the same, you know, someone within a, a black African descent or whatever, within the African diaspora. So I see on that linear point, yeah, there's there's the uh the similarities. Um, and then of course, like I said, the introduction of somebody new into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Fine. However, just this as its own standalone, when it's standing on its own two feet, it shines so much. Mm-hmm. It is, yes, there's an amalgamation of many different cultures within the Asian community. However, it's done from the perspective of Asian people within the community. So it's not, and, and Ron had mentioned this, um, I think later on in tweets, like, so it's not fetishization. It's not mm-hmm. like, it's not done in a disrespectful manner. It's not like, it's it's something, it's, it's, it's beautiful to be quite honest with you. Like 
from the way the story was written, from the core themes of family and that value, and obviously being able to loop that in into a massive MCU production where, yeah, there are fantastical things happening and there's magic and there's this and there's that. Like, it all still made so much sense. The way the movie looked was absolutely gorgeous. They spared no expense. The cast was absolutely phenomenal. All personal feelings aside that you or anybody else may have about Aquafina, her she did great with her character. She yeah. really did. And I can see why her character is going to continue on as long as she don't continue to do fuck shit in real life. Her character is going to continue. Um, yes. Simi Lou, he surprised me just in how much better he was than I thought yes. he would be. I And again, I only base this off the trailers because I wasn't seeing, for me, enough emoting and things mm-hmm. that would make me attach myself emotionally to his character. But he fulfilled that. That yep. All of that went out the window once I really got into the film, into Shang-Chi, and he really did a great job. And then I know, Ben, I mean, you and I were talking about how could he fulfill, because you said in the comics, Shang-Chi ends up being more of this kind of like James Bond-esque type of mm-hmm. real smooth motherfucker. And I can see, now I can see how Simi's going to yes. make that work. Like Easily. he has the personality for that. He has the chops for that. You So within the cast, Again, you had legends. You had Michelle Yeoh. You had Tony Young. Young, like I, like I was screaming when Michelle came on screen. I was like, "Yo, that's my bitch!" Like I love her. Like, like you know, like, 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 like I. And then the the way the dynamicism of the of the of the what am I looking for? What's the name of the, the words that the people say of the script and of the, the script itself? And the pacing was very well done as well. Mm-hmm. And. The Tony Young, like he wasn't once again, he wasn't a one-dimensional bad guy. Like I wouldn't even call him the bad guy. He wasn't like Mm-mm. he was this misguided motherfucker that was hearing things. So I just like and 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 I don't blame him. Like I, uh, he thought that was his wife on the other side. Like he was everything he was doing was to, he did everything to avenge his wife. He gave up. He basically gave up being a god to live his life with his wife, make kids, have a family. Humans did him wrong, so he had a god up again. Then he started hearing his wife on the other side. He had to go get his wife. Do you blame the man? And Not everybody really. was like, nah, Tony, that ain't her. Hey, man, I hear her voice. Ain't no way, boy, is what he said. And he still wanted to do what he wanted to do. And But at the end, it made sense. Like, he was a dynamic villain, if you want to say, like like a killmonger. Like, yeah, he made did a fucked up shit, but what was his real reasoning behind it? So... In that way, like, I really uh, enjoyed the characterizations. Again, I mentioned I enjoyed the script. I enjoyed the humor. It was, it was just the right amount of humor. It wasn't goofy. It wasn't staid, like, very boring. The fight choreography stunts out of fucking control. I just, I got Crouching Tiger tees. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon tees. I got, uh, you know, Jackie Chan Jet Lee tees. I got CGI type fighting tees. Like, there was... Kung Fu Hustle, like there was even a, a there's an Easter egg, there's a there's a Kung Fu Hustle poster in Shang Chi's mm. room or or in, in one of their rooms towards the beginning of the film. So long story short, I really truly enjoy Shang Chi, and I'm gonna see it again. And it it was a top tier Marvel film, and it had actually worthwhile Easter eggs at the end or, or credit and post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. So it, it integrated itself very nicely into the current timeline of the MCU. Yep. And I guess the one big, not even spoiler that we didn't really mention was the reintroduction of Trevor from Iron Man Yo, 3. I Be- was crying. 
Mandarin. That, yes. That's the Mandarin from Iron Man yes. 3. Uh, the greatest Iron Man film ever made. And the great Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes. So me is and like I said. not the best Iron Man film. I heard that, Ben. Hey, hey, hey. I'm stand by <laughs> it. You know, at me, DJ Ben. I mean, disagree if you want, but you're wrong. And I understand. You know, it's the greatest Iron Man film ever made. And to me, it was like. That's why I loved it so much, uh, Shang-Chi and Iron Man 3, because both of them were big FUs to racism in a way. Like, the Mandarin and this idea, I was a kid, Iron Man was one of my favorite characters growing up. I loved the Mandarin. I loved the Ten Rings. But I was also like, this shit is goofy as fuck. You know, this dude named the Mandarin who's from China, and then he shows up and, um, you know, with rings on his fingers and tries to fight Iron Man. It looks stupid as hell. Mm-hmm. So I love the updating of the Ten Rings to being like the gauntlets on the arms. That was mm-hmm. an ill twist. And I but, l- love what you're about to say. Yeah, and I just love when my man was like, I'm not a fucking orange. You know, I'm not named after some chicken. Like, all this, you know, like, and then... To it was have, a fuck you to racism, yeah. Yeah, it was a fuck you to racism. And it's also like, I don't, like, hate fanboys, but I also don't like anyone who feels like their way is the only way or what yeah. they grew up on has to be the way. Because most of the time what you grew up on with some toxicness. And mm-hmm. so I'm all for eliminating that. So when he's like, I'm not orange, I'm not no chicken, you know, all that. And then like you, Mandarin, like, why would you name me? And yeah. they and and the fact that the towards that, what I love is that they Tony Leung works character and all of them explain, like, yo, you appropriated me. Mm-hmm. And then you then you made me out to be a terrorist. Yep. And then, you know, you appropriated my name and my title and my stature, made me to be a terrorist, and then did all this stuff under my name so then now people associate you know this this violence and terrible stuff with me yep so i loved all of that i loved the update i love ben kingsley coming back and getting to play trevor again because i thought oh, that's what he was yeah hilarious. that's what i mean that's like, like whether or not you like the twist in iron man 3 ben kingsley eats it as trevor in that movie you know and he eats it in shane chi again he chews that fucking scenery i love it choose it and they didn't make him like the savior or anything like when like, that was one thing in um, Black Panther when what's his name, the CIA agent at the end is helping him out. Like, fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> like, no. You know? But this didn't really have that. He's involved, but not to the point where I was like, fuck out of here. So I loved it. You know? Yeah. No. I, I, again, I another a type of movie that I would absolutely watch more than once. Mm-hmm. It, it was top tier. I can't wait for it to drop on Disney+. Plus. I yeah. do know that they said, unlike Black Widow, they did this theater only and... Now, as of as of a couple of days ago, it had made ninety four million worldwide to make it the number one film in the world, and it's the top grossing film of all time for Labor Day weekend. Now, go ahead. The prior film was like early two thousand, like two thousand eight or something like that. So to be able to break that record and break that slump, because Labor Day is known as a slow time for the box office, mm. that's incredible. So I'm just really proud of everyone who's been on that project. And and everybody that's being represented, like shout out to Ron again with POC Culture. They raised, uh, I, I I think it was twelve thousand or so. Twenty oh, no, twenty thousand. Excuse me. They raised twenty thousand plus. Something. Yeah, plus to help just as, essentially as similar to Black Panther to send kids to go see this movie because yep. just like how we we if you remember how we talked about how to see little bl- black kids see themselves in the movie same thing with, with with young Asian kids like to be able to see yourself in the movie or see parts of your culture represented and not done in a in a you know done in a in a method of love like mm-hmm. all of that was done from love and you can see in the output and like, I could not understand. As I was watching, I was like, yo, if I was a kid, you know, and that was my background, I'd be like, yo, that's me. Like, that's my people's, or that's my, that's 
that's, you know, like I'm being represented in a way that's like amazing and appealing and, and, and all of the great adjectives you want to throw out there. So Shang-Chi, thumbs up for me. Really appreciate it. Really love the, the direction. And I can't wait to see Simi Liu and Friends again. Word up. All oh, right. One more thing. Yes. The creature, the creature um, creation in that film and Shang-Chi, like all the different creatures that showed up. I call them Pokemon because they all look like Pokemon. But in Pokemon that showed up. Really well. Amazing character work. Amazing. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love the lion dogs. Yes. Because yeah. you know they're just they're they're modeled after the lion dogs in like the mm-hmm. old um image images, the, the watercolor images and stuff like that. Yep, and all the statues, the everything. Statues, yeah. Yep. All right. And also related to Shane Chi and uh the No Way Home trailer, which we talked about on views from the 616. We're not gonna get back into that right now. But we do have a brand new design on tpublic.com slash for all nerds the amazing wong was right shirt is now available go get yours you can get it on mugs you can get it on masks you can get it on shirts hoodies sweatshirts for the fall and winter seasons whatever you want it features wong dipping out through the portal because as we (laughs) all know that wong was right to dip every time wong always dips um and when he doesn't as we will discuss on views from the 616 this week it's all bad so wong was right to dip get your shirt right now represent views from the 616 represent for all nerds represent shane chi spider-man the mcu with the wong was right design it's beautiful you'll probably see it on me by next week on views from the 616 i'm definitely getting that design word up so Ben, I mean, let's run through a few more things that we wanted to give our take on. That, like I said, we haven't had time to talk to you all such so long. There's mm-hmm. a couple of other things we wanted to like just give some quick mentions to. Word up, real quick. I wanted to shout out Reservation Dogs. If you're yes. not watching this show, it's on Hulu. I think it's from FX. It is one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. of the year. I think it's one of the best shows you know in a long time. I it's like just, it. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a show about four indigenous teens who are living on a reservation and they're attempting to leave the reservation to go to California. But it's more just about their life and just, you know, indigenous life and just a beautiful slice of life character study on these four teens. They all get equal time. They start getting their own episodes as the season goes on. And it's just beautiful and just heartfelt. It can like the thing that I'll say the most about it that's so great is the way that it can go from comedy to tragedy all in one episode and then back again. And it's being able to shift that tone while still maintaining the specific tone of the show that's just impeccable. And it's got indigenous creators from top to bottom. So shout out to that show. If you're not watching it, that's just a show that I would recommend yeah. highest marks to it. So I love I love the show Reservation Dogs. Um, I got into it last week, and Mm. it's again phenomenal storytelling and characters. I will say that there has been some talks that's gone out on Twitter about, um, and these are more and yeah and y'all you have to remember there's a difference. Like this isn't first of all I don't really think there's such thing as cancel culture, but this is not a cancel culture. This is honest critique, Mm -hmm. and there is critique about that. The area uh, that the this show takes place in involves um, particular tribes, particularly the Seminole tribe, I'm not mistaken, where there are um, 
in real life, there are lots of black people who are also of native descent, but they're not represented in the show. So there was um, a there was a, a honest critique put out that, you know, while the show is great, they hope in season two that they actually reach out to black natives to be part of the show in some way, shape or form. Because they're because suppose. Uh, so as far as I'm been, let me say as far as, as I've learned, there is a large population of black natives that just kind of were in this case ignored or not even included. So someone of that descent had just mentioned that, like, you know, and, and again, this was an honest critique. They were just like, we hope in season two that there's a thought to loop in that aspect of the culture. Now, again, this goes back to the idea of like, you know, a sh- one show having to represent everybody. Yes. Right. And I know that that's understand. But my thing is, this is a great conversation to have. This is something that should be viewed seriously by the creators and, and, and anyone involved to say, you know, and, and addressed, right? Like, I, this shouldn't be invalidated. It definitely should be addressed. Can you expect the show to take on everything at once perfectly? Not necessarily. However, allow the space to learn and grow from it, right? So that's why when the person posed, the person gave all their reasonings and understandings and then put their, I hope in season two that, you know, they look into this because that, that that's potential, right? People who are of Native descent, who are also of other, other cultures uh, or other ethnicities, rather, may feel left out when they see shows like this. But again, it's also it's also a hard tightrope to walk. I understand. I also feel like let's let something finish. Like I, I, I'm a person who likes to get wait till something's done before you start. Like I will first say this is great before I will say it, you know these are the problems with it. Because you can always point out problems, but it's very rare that we have something this good that was done by natives, that was done by people with honest intents. Now, and once again, the season isn't even over yet. At the same time, we don't ask this of other shows, right? We we were just distressing the wire. There are plenty of other people in Baltimore. When the wire even attempted to show white people, it is regarded as the worst season for some reason. Season two, yeah, because well, it was boring. It's um, not though. But see, I'm not gonna get into that stretch because that's yeah. so disrespectful. Because it's so good, especially writing. You know, like, but that's what but I'm saying. My people thing is, are, people, including myself, felt certain aspects. I know, but I know, but I also, I, I, I get that. But it's like I also feel like a lot of people just write the season off as a whole without giving it the respect it deserves, without really fine. examining what it is. You know, and that's my problem with that. And so. With this, I'm like, I don't want to just be like, I, I get it. Fine. Honest, you know, I have native like directly in me where I can trace to it, you know, indigenous people. It, but at the same time, I'm not asking the show to do all that just yet. Mm-hmm. It ain't even got to a season two yet. They don't know if there will be a season two for the most part. You know, so it's like you got to. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let people... I get it, but I don't get it, is all I'm going to say. You know, I get that, it. That's fair. Yeah, but... I, but like, the season ain't even over yet. Right, but my thing is, based on the, What if black the, people show up next episode? You're going to feel real funny. Well, it's not that, it's not that <laughs> not whether you. black people... It's not whether black people show what up or not. What if the black indigenous people show up next? That's what I'm saying. Not you. No, I hear you. Yeah. But it's also not whether black people 
of that culture show up or not. It's how are they represented? Like, there's already been a black character. It's not about just having, and you know that, but it's just not just about having mm-hmm. a black character in it. There's already been two, but uh, a one or two. But it's it, but it's really about, for example, in this specific reservation as portrayed, that involves the, the freedmen live there, and the freedmen mm-hmm. are black natives. So yeah. that's why when that per- and that person uh, I believe is of that group. So when they watched, and this is like this is essentially their reservation, and like th- they were essentially erased, they felt away, and that's why they s- expressed themselves. And again, it wasn't a this show is terrible, this and that. It mm-hmm. was this is how I feel. This is how I feel. Like we ha- may have been erased for reasons, and. I'm my I'm I, I hope that the creators look into this for the next season. And yes, man, like you said, the season's not even over. We don't know what else may may yeah. come. But I understand <laughs> people having that sentiment. And and I haven't I have I'm not completely caught up, so I don't know what else may have triggered that thought. Cause there could have been some portrayal that triggered the thought of, okay, wait, where is the black native experience in here? I haven't and seen also, it may yet. be hard, like yeah. especially if the writers are not of Black Native experience. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't want to write to that. Who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of things, and it's like I say, we just don't. I just, especially with us, you know, that's my problem. Especially with like when we don't get that many chances, you know. So like, I get it, but at the same time, it's like that's me in personal. Like, there's been a lot of recent stuff created by people of color that I did not agree with. You won't hear a word out my mouth about it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like not only do we get to create mediocre shit, we also get to create great shit like this show without being like, let it finish first. That's all I'm saying. Let it okay. finish. That's why I'd say that for anything. I've, it's been so many times people have been like, they'll hit me about views from the 616 and they'll be like, yo, they don't, these writers don't know what they're doing. I'm like, think we halfway through the season. How can you tell? You know what I mean? Like, because if you know writing, there's a season story arc. I haven't seen it yet. So how do I know if they don't know what they're doing? <laughs> you gotta let let it breathe. You know, let it breathe. Let people enjoy things. I get it, you know, but I do get it. I'm not from that reservation. It's just like I rewatched Jason's lyric the other day, and it still makes no sense to me because that's my hood. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie talking about? You know? So I get it, but I've also seen the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I haven't seen the whole of, and <laughs> I don't know just yet. Today, today, the Matrix Resurrections, the Matrix Foe. Yeah. Trailer buddy. dropped. <sighs> the website was more hyped to me. Shout out to Chica, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's all, you know, like, I, I like, I don't know what they're doing yet, right? You know, I don't know what this is about. I don't know. The trailer just still doesn't, you know, there's a lot of clues, a lot of speculations to be going on. But me personally, I'll just like, oh my God. All, like visuals, I don't need you to call back to every visual I've seen before. That mm-hmm. doesn't get me hype because I can remember seeing the Matrix trailer yeah. for the first time, Morpheus coming on and being like, I can't tell you what the Matrix is. And then a bunch of visuals that I'd never seen anywhere. And me being like, what the fuck? And then I remember walking into the movie not knowing much. And that's so different. Day. It's so tough now. But I remember going to the Matrix and really not knowing what the fuck this movie was even about. You know, really not knowing. Like, And then as it unfolds, it's just like, what? Did they just put some shit in that nigga's mouth and it came out of his stomach? Like, what? Wait, what? 
what? And it's like, and then at the end of you're like, oh, that nigga flies away. Ah, this movie's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then, you know, the sequels, you know, are various, you know, the anime, incredible. But this just gave me a feeling like, oh, I remember that shot. Oh, they're in the rain and there's somebody pointing a gun in his head. Oh, they're jumping off a building and the ripple effect of the building is floating. You know, the first time they did a ripple effect on a building is floating. I've never seen no shit like that. You know, now it's like, I've seen that. Oh, the dude's face turns into an agent with some graphics that look like PS4, you know? Not PS4. Uh, come um, on, man. When he shook his head and turned to the agent, it was like, this ain't it. Bam. Ben, here's the thing you have to remember. <laughs> yeah. And you had already said what it is. Mm-hmm. You and I remember everything about every Matrix and everything. Yes. How many years has it been? How many generations now away are we? At least one. Not that many. At least one. <laughs> So there, and, and there hasn't literally, besides the Animatrix, there literally has been nothing, nothing about the Matrix for 10 plus years. Facts. So you have to understand they are going, and you can, you can sit here and say they don't have to, but I think in order to build the bridge between us, the people who know things, and the others, the people who don't, they need to have those, thro- uh, those callbacks to those. those and, and yes, you can also say that's just nostalgia porn. Yes. The callbacks to the imagery and the special effects used in the older ones to be like, yo, this is all the same. And yes, it is to hit those nostalgia receptors. Yes, mm-hmm. it may annoy you, but I understand why it was done. And my thing is, and there's still a great deal of people who are going to see this movie who don't know shit about The Matrix, who are now uh, either just become real like adults or are, are, children, are younger, right? They have no fucking clue. They may have seen... Um, a reference here and there, but they don't fucking know. So I understand them also wanting to do that because you know what's going to happen. These new fans are going to watch this movie and they're going to, if they don't do it beforehand, they're going to watch this movie first and go back to the old movies and be like, oh, that's the call, but that's what that's from. Just similar, and I'll give you an analogy, similar to how we review Views from the 616. What do we do? We go to old uh, material, right? We go to previous material. We do our comparisons and contrasts. We do our analyses. This is also a way for people to do that. And my thing is, it's, 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 it's really three things. It's nostalgia porn, for sure. Absolutely. Meaning, when I say nostalgia porn, for those who are listening, I'm just saying just real easy ways to make people fanboys, if you will, hype about things. Because like, mm-hmm. you're showing them familiar pictures and imagery and things like that. Two is to bridge that gap between new fans and old. Because at the end of the day, people still like that shit. Ben, even you may not, but I understand it. And three, it's also a literary device in many ways. It's also an analysis device for you to go back and see the comparisons and the contrast and how things are related to each other. That's how I'm viewing it. I just felt like it was a trailer designed for uh, YouTubers so they can do their reviews when they're like, look at 81 Easter eggs from the Matrix trailer. You know, and it's like, here, he's doing this. And this was just like in the Matrix before. But it's like, yeah, but okay. And... I get it. You know, they, it, it seems to me that at the end of the Matrix, the machines and um, Neo made their compromise. And it seems they put him back into the Matrix. They're feeding him blue pills to keep him asleep. Uh, Neo New Morpheus shows up um, and gives him a red pill. And we're back at it again. And Yeah. Well, I was fucking excited, Ben. I mean, I, right. you're... It's still real to me, damn it. It's still real to me. No, I, I was fucking excited because... <laughs> and and I'm one of the ones that are attracted to the nostalgia porn in this, specifically because mm-hmm. I have always been a massive, massive Matrix fan. Yeah, massive who is Like, when it first came out, 
I was like coming out of middle school, okay? And so throughout <laughs> my high school years, that's when I was like getting, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. getting like I have the I have this my 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 friend at the time bought me like this plexiglass box set that had all the movies, uh, uh you know, the DVDs, all of the films, and then for each film it had like the director's cut, and then there was the animatrix, and then like some behind the scenes shit, and then they even had like a neo figurine in there, like. The point is that I'm trying to make is I was deep in it. Mm-hmm. Deep, my nigga. Like, I was in the matrix my damn self. Yeah. Call me an operator type shit. So, for people like me, which I know there are plenty, and the reason why this movie got the money in the first place and the green light is because, like, you're also appealing to us. So, for me, like, I fucking lost my mind. I was like, yo, this shit is incredible. Is it rehash? Absolutely. I think it was their easiest Lana's or Lana's directing, but I think that may have been the easiest way into things. And also it's not new, right? Like the matrix had always established, at least from the second movie onwards, that the matrix resets itself over and over again. So they built in the capacity of having a reboot within the structure of the world of the matrix. It's built in. If that's not fucking genius, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. So I expected shit to see more, some of the same, but also I hope something new i i absolutely pray to god i pray to the architect <laughs> that there's some new shit here because i also don't want to see the matrix one all over again well dc had already invented that idea of you know rebooting their universe so that wasn't like and i'm sure others had so that, uh, I, I do have a question though like because you were like that age i mean trust me i was just as deep i mean no you gotta understand the fiendom levels because i was like college so i was, I was like fiend. The fiend, yeah, the fiendom levels of of like information, everything, playing all the video games, all that shit. But I was so like, I liked uh, the second one. You know, it's cool. And then I think the third one is a bunch of garbage. And I will say that. And the, oh, the third pro- one is trash. Okay, well, so I just oh, wanted so to know. Is it which one I don't? I personally don't like as much. It's either the second or the third one. The third one is when it turns into an army movie, and also the real problem with it is like. We talked about this before on the show is that the Matrix steals. Not trash. I, I just disagree with the way it went. I yeah. mean, I say the word trash. It's either the yeah. second. I think it's the second one where I was just like, all right, I don't get it. <laughs> I like the second one, even though I, I, and I get it. I'm pumped repeat viewing. But let me get to this. Like we talked about this, how the Invisibles uh, come up by Grant Morrison is basically ripped off by the Matrix. Like I mean, panel for panel, shot for shot at points, they rip off the Invisibles, and more so, they rip off the idea that there's this force behind the world controlling everything. And the Invisibles and the First Matrix both go with the idea that anyone can become great. Mm-hmm. You know, that Neo is going to teach everyone to be like him. It's the, you know, it's the original idea of Jesus. That Jesus says in the Bible, you will all be greater than I. But then what gets corrupted and the same thing happens to the Matrix. And that's what Grant Morrison has talked about is that he's like, they didn't have me to rip off anymore. So when they did the second and third ones, they go to a Western idea of Christianity where it's like Jesus is the savior. And that's what yeah, Neo becomes. When he becomes Jesus is when yeah, I go, wait, and, where, and, where, where did this come from? And that's what I mean. That's why I'm not hyped for this one. Because they've already, their mythology is already very weird. And then the other problem that I have with this shit is there, and this is a problem with art. When you put it out to the world, other people interpret it. So their whole red pill, blue pill, red pill, blue pill thing has been taken over by right wingers. And so unless they address mm, that shit. It has. I didn't know that. Massively. And I had no idea. Massively. I'm not sure of which pill it is, but they all talk about, you know, take the pill so you can, you know, or they're like. If you want to wake up from reality. But they the want us to, you know, when they're saying that they're waking up like anti-mask, you know, uh, 
anti-black, you know, the, you know, they say take the red right. pill. I can't remember which one because I don't pay attention. Well, to I, I'll tell you which pill it is, but they actually say that. Yeah, they say the red one. The red one wakes you up from the dream. The blue. Well, I see that they say take the blue. I don't know which one they say, or they they've corrupted the red pill message. I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) But what I'm. But my point is that it's out there, and so even using this, you know, when they put that out, and then when they made on the show uh, on the website, take which pill, like it's like. There shouldn't be a fucking choice here. You know, it's like when the Star Wars there did this one. There actually should be because Neo had the same choice. Well, okay, Star Wars did this one. When, they were, when Star Wars was like, choose the rebellion or choose the empire. And mad people chose the empire. Yeah, because it's like, oh, the empire is cool. Yeah, but, also, but, like... but also, Ben, that makes sense to me. As a human beings, there are going yeah. to be, you want, you're going to want the choice or the illusion yeah. of choice, right? Yeah. There are going to be tons of people say, fuck no, I don't care about the fucking apocalyptic yeah. wasteland. I don't care about freeing myself. That'd I like me. my steak and woman <laughs> in the red dress. Give me the blue pill. Yes. There's I'm go- swallowing that so shit I, that, To me, that, that still makes sense. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with... Like, that's always the, been, the way it's been. The, 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 the aspect of choice to me, it's not like you're saying, do you want to be a Nazi or do you want to be, you know, a human Empire being? Empire like, was that, yeah. With Star Wars, it was I, more I like, do you right. want to be a that's Nazi? That's why I'm like, that's a little... Different. Yeah, <laughs> a little that's off. A little different. <laughs> I was a little off there. <laughs> Might have been a misstep. That's just a little different. I need that you know, shot of Neo. Do you want to stay in your dream world or do you want to know the truth? I need and that I shot know of Neo. People will say, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I need that shot of him down in like the bottle of blue pills. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's like <laughs> me. Like, ah! <laughs> I'm staying in my dream world. I always think about that because like, if you woke up to that shit, like, you know, the sky is black. You know, you're flying away and then this dirty ship with a bunch of dirty people. And like, oh, <laughs> god damn it, nigga. Give me back to the red dress. Like, I want my steak. Yeah. God damn it. Ain't no steak when the with sky the is black. With the Merovingian. Yeah, so yeah, I, you know, like I said, there are going to be things that are rehashed and things mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I've seen this before. I'm just hopeful. And perhaps that's what's driving my anticipation and yeah. my my still overall positivity for, for this. I'm hopeful for new concepts, right? I'm Me too. hopeful that there will be a new approach. We already know like about the things that are the same but different. Like you see Yaya Abdul Mateen II, who is playing Morpheus. We don't think it's a younger version of Morpheus, it's just a different Morpheus. Um, we learned from in the previous film from the Oracle. In real life, the woman who played the first Oracle actually passed away, so they had to replace her. In the story, they explained, in, in the Matrix story, they explained, oh, these different programs, you know, mm-hmm. the Oracle is a program, Neo's a program, all these different programs can appear in many different ways depending on the need. So I just assume with the Morpheus program, if you will, he's just appearing in a different way. It's a different version of him. It's the who knows what iteration of the Matrix this is. Because wasn't weren't we, they up to seven or some shit in, yeah. the, in the original movie? So. Yeah. We'll see. Six or seven. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, like I said, I'm just I'm I'm still excited, and and again, just off the strength of the Black Panther. No, off the strength of how much I love the Matrix as a as a franchise, and I'm hopeful for more. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I this did not fill me with hope. I will I will be there day one, probably on HBO Max. I probably ain't hitting the theater for this one. Uh, can I say how? I love HBO Max. Man. I love being able to roll out of bed or, or stop work or whatever and just sit down in my fucking TV and watch that shit or my Max. laptop or whatever. I love that. I, I And again, there's silver linings to everything that's happened through the pandemic. I love the idea of of, of, of VOD, like major movies being on yes. VOD. Like, love it. 
I already paid for it, okay? Don't charge me extra. I already fucking paid for it with my HBO subscription. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And real quick before we get out of here, once again, thank you to everyone who's been here. Speaking of VOD, I peeped uh, Quiet Place 2. I actually peeped a Quiet Place 1 and 2 on back-to-back nights this week, sitting mm-hmm. on my couch. It was beautiful. Oh, this I, week. Okay. I was late as well. I watched last month on a plane. Yep. I've read uh, the Quiet Place 1 script, so I'd already read it, and I was like, okay, it's a great script, but I didn't really need to see the movie after that. But then I was like, let me peep it. You know, no, it's watch on. the movie. Yeah, no, I peeped it, obviously. I peeped the movie. Yeah, I peeped yeah, both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic movies. Um, I thought the second one improved on a lot of things as far as the sound design and the directing, but I thought it was also a money grab of a movie more so, whereas like I did not need it as much. You know, it's yeah. solid, but I think the first one was just, you know, that was a perfect self-contained story. The, f- the perfect I agree with that. Um I don't know. If it was, I mean, I guess, yes, you can call it money grab. I know if there's a third one, it's absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Grab. God damn it. Uh, absolutely. Because y'all can't keep delaying this shit. Yeah, like. Because I really thought <laughs> the Quiet Place one was really closed off very well. And yeah. you can make your own inferences and, mm-hmm. and hope that the world was going to be better. Yeah. So, but for the Quiet Place 2 to basically, you know, let you know, okay, stretch this is what happened out. day one. And now here we are now and stretch it out. Yeah. It's like, God damn. Okay. I still had a phenomenal time watching yes. Quiet Place 2. I was on the I was on that plane like into it. Like I, yeah. I could not freaking move. Mm-hmm. And you know, having the headphones on, like you mentioned it Ben to me lit separately. The sound design. Oh, Lord beautiful. Jesus in heaven, the sound design. And the way that they use also the way that they use silence. Mm-hmm. Silence is a big character in this movie. It's called the Quiet Place, right? But they really made it a character in the second movie. And the fear, the real fear I was feeling for these people in the film. Like, I felt real anxiety and real trepidation anytime, like, you know, they a little sound was made or there was, like, imminent danger or whatever. I, I really was in it with them. That yeah. being said, there was some goofy shit, like the dumbass son and yeah. the, the, some of the... the, the decisions being made i was like why the fuck would you do that sure it wouldn't be a horror film without bad decisions but goddamn that was a terrible decision knowing what you know in your world of these things it's why would you do that why would you do that sir the sun pissed me off royally but again we wouldn't have a full movie without stupid moves i don't know there it is and um I think that's about it. We've been gone a long time, so we came back with this. We've been running our mouth. Yeah, for this extra long episode. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, As always, make sure you follow me at DJ Benamine. Follow Tatiana King at Tatiana King on all the Instagrams, the Twitters, all that. Make sure you follow us at For All Nerds. Thank you to all the Twitch familia, everyone who joined us on this Friday for this special episode right here. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds, the fan fam going ham in the chat. I know you're happy we back. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.